This is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Relationship Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I've had my challenges, but I'm also living proof that joy is possible, especially when life has not gone as planned. Every day I help women rise within to find their own healing despite their circumstances. Each episode, I will introduce you to topics that inspire you to be curious and possibly be the buffalo facing the storms in different areas of your own life. Many of the topics we talk about here may be sensitive for you to hear, such as suicide, sex, betrayal, loss, and something specific to you. Remember, these triggers are guides. Push pause, check in with yourself, and take a break if you need. Now, if you're looking for just betrayal topics, catch me over on my former podcast, where there are four years of therapeutic content, all for free. If they wanted to, they would. And I have Lauren here, who is a dating and relationship author. You're going to want to listen in, especially if you are dating. So Lauren is a longtime dater turned dating and relationship author. After going on over 200 dates throughout her 20s and 30s, she felt called to write about and normalize all the struggle struggles of modern daters deal with today, especially when using dating apps. She recently published her first book called Looking for Something Serious, in which she uses her 10-year dating journey to accept, uh, discuss the many pitfalls of dating today, like ghosting, situationships, repeated rejection, and losing hope in dating altogether. Lauren is passionate about sharing practical, optimistic dating advice to help single people build confidence, patience, and hope they need to not give up in finding love. She's 34 and lives in San Francisco with her partner, who she met on Reddit in 2022, and her dog, Whitney. And I'm excited to have you here. I found you on social media. I found you through a reel that was titled this. And I immediately sent it to my assistant, like, get her on the podcast. I really like her take on this. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I was really excited when your assistant reached out. <laughs> Yes, it's uh, you have a good take on this because I'm in the adult dating world and I'm coming out of a marriage. I was in a 21 year marriage and wow. then entered the adult dating world. So there was a lot of rules that were like, wait, what? What are we doing here? I feel like some people are in middle school dating as adults and some <laughs> people are adults dating as adults. And totally. it, there's just so many games in it, I'm seeing. So, um, I have a lot of single friends and single family members, and they are experiencing all of the things that you talk about. And so if you are dating, especially you need to go and follow Lauren right now. She has some really, like you said, simple and practical advice. Like, what do I do? They ghosted me. What do I do? They're not talking to me. Um, yeah. So uh, let's, let's begin Lauren with maybe what it feels like <laughs> when you're dating and you think this thought of, if they wanted to, they would. Yeah. I think the reason that I wanted to present a different perspective on this is because I dated and I kind of used this, like if he wanted to, he would thing. And I think the problem that I had was with it is that when you bring this whole wanted to into the equation, it kind of makes it seem like, well, if I was somehow better or prettier or whatever it is, like they would want to more. Right. And I just don't, I don't approve of that. I don't think that that's the right way to think about it. I think instead it's more thinking about 
how is this person showing up naturally? You know, what is their character based on their actions? Not focusing so much on wanting to or not, but more of just like, how are they showing up? And is the way that they're showing up working for me? And so a, a really good example, I used to struggle with this so much is this whole idea of like, letting the man lead and kind of, you know, finding a man that's in his masculine and, and letting him plan. And so as a planner, it was often hard for me to <laughs> like take a step back and let the guy plan. And so I feel you, <laughs> right. It's like, and so I would be talking to these guys and I, they would not be planning. They wouldn't be asking me out. And I would like feel my frustration rising. And I would kind of try to like charm them into asking me out. You know what I mean? And yes. kind of like, you know, be flirty or whatever. And thinking that like somehow I could make him want to. Right. And, and what I realized with hindsight is like, there's no making a, pl an, a non-planner into a planner. It's like, you just <laughs> have to pick someone who takes initiative, who plans and asks you out on the date and just forget about the ones that don't, if that's important to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where I liked your take on it. So we might be experiencing, well, someone close to me last night was in this situation where they're dating someone who puts some effort into, let's make a plan. Here's an expectation for our day. And then it's crickets. Mm -hmm. And so you're put in that spot of like, there's some anxious, like, where am I supposed to go? Am I supposed to reach out to them? You mm -hmm. know, da, 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 and, and they're going into that exactly what you're saying the narrative of like but is this what I want mm -hmm. instead of you know it's the instead of playing the game yeah it's it's really choosing you in that moment and is this something that I can actually be okay with instead exactly. of <laughs> do they like me do they like me it's do I like them Exactly. And I think I also struggled with anxious attachment and just a lot of anxious overthinking when dating. And I think it's so easy to kind of blame yourself and be like, oh, I should be cool with this behavior. Like <laughs> I'm feeling anxious, but it's my fault. And I should be able to deal with someone, you know, pulling back and not talking to me for four days after our date. And it's like, you actually don't have to be okay with that. Maybe yeah. some people would, but like, I'm not. <laughs> and, you know, so I think just kind of understanding yourself and your values and what sort of relationship works best for you is so important because then it just, it gives you so much clarity. Like you meet someone who kind of feels avoidant or, you know, doesn't really give you the attention you need. And you're like, okay, well, this isn't going to work because I know that I need more than this. Okay. So in your advice experience, if, so if I know that someone isn't giving me what, what you just said, sorry, if I know someone is not giving me the attention and four days after I still haven't heard from them in your experience and your advice is if I already know that about myself, do I even reach out to them or do I just let it go? Yeah, it's such a good question. And I think it is, it's hard to give like rigid advice on the situation <laughs> because I think again, that can be sort of game playing of like, I'm never going to reach out. I'm only going to yes. let people chase me. And like, that can be kind of rigid in itself. So I kind of try to think of it as like, do I feel naturally like I want to reach out? And it's, if, if you just, you know, a day later, if you enjoyed the day and you're like, you know what, I saw something that reminded me of them, like I'll text them, let them know I had a great time. 
that was kind of some work I had to do on myself to be like, okay, we don't need to be like, so swing in the other direction and pretend like I don't need it. It's like, you can kind of find a middle ground and, you know, maybe you drop a little crumb and then they come back and they start pursuing you. You're like, okay, cool. Like, it's not that they weren't into me. It's like, it's fine. I can text them. It's okay. <laughs> yes. You're, you're speaking my language. Cause I would say the same thing when I was in, I'm in a partnership now, but when I was dating, um, other men, it was very much like, how would I, how would I show up no matter what? Mm -hmm. And so I love that it's more checking in with yourself instead of, I got to check the rule book here. What did Instagram therapist so-and-so oh, tell me to do? Which I feel like if you are in adult dating, you are like, you're following all, they're following people like you. And we're like, yeah. what are all the rules? Tell me yeah. what to do. Yeah. Right? Here I am saying, here's another what tell, <laughs> telling you what to do. <laughs> But it's, it's telling you what to do with some freedom mm -hmm. to also be you, like choose you, which yeah. is what we all hear. But like, how does that actually look when, when these situations arise and you are interested in someone and they're not giving you maybe those special things that you need that maybe someone else doesn't. Yeah. So it feels confusing. Like, is this important to me? Do I need to reach out? Oh, oh am I being too much? Yeah. Am I? Yeah. The self-abandonment, it's, there's just so much. And I know for me, I don't know if you ever got this way, but for the friends that I, that are in that dating world still, I very much can relate to them when they're like, it's just too much. Like, I don't know what is up from down. Mm -hmm. What is the right thing to do? And what is the wrong thing? And I don't want to play games. Yeah, no, I, I definitely struggled a lot with that. And I think that's why now my dating advice focuses so much on becoming your own source of wisdom. It's like, yeah, I'll advise you and I'll tell people what I've learned in my dating experience. But ultimately, it's like you have to take all the advice and the things that you hear and sort of synthesize it into something that works for you, right? Like take what you like and leave the rest. Like that is so important for me to say as someone who gives dating advice is like <laughs> what I say might not resonate with you and that's totally fine. It's like you kind of have to build that relationship with your intuition and yourself to where you're like, okay, I do want to reach out this time or, okay, I'm feeling anxious and I don't like the way I'm feeling and that therefore I'm going to walk away. And it's like, you kind of have to figure out each situation, how you feel and what's true for you. Yes. I love all of that because the podcast is the same way. Yeah. Take what you want. Listen for the nuggets. Yeah. That speaks to you. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what did I have a question? It was, I just lost it. It was a good one. I hate uh, that. <laughs> yes. No. Um, where, where do we get to where we're dating, we're adult dating, we're, we're trying to sift through what works for us and what doesn't work for us. Do you, where, where do you think the story is for, for most of us? I know we all have our own narratives happening inside our heads from our experiences, but that keeps us from, or maybe pushes us into behavior that we don't want, where we start playing the game where we're like, I'm not going to contact them because they didn't contact me, or I'm not going to plan because they didn't. And we start doing that dance. And we're actually showing them how to treat us, right? But yeah. do you do you see a common theme or narrative behind that? Like a fear of there's not someone out there for me? Is there fear that I'm always going to be in this situation? I'm not enough. What is it? Is yeah. there one? A great question. Yeah, I don't know if there is a common thread, but I think 
ones that I hear a lot are kind of similar to what you said of like, there's a fear that if I am just myself with my flaws, which include, you know, my anxiety and like my fear of them not reaching out, my fear of go- being ghosted. Like if you are just that, then they're not going to want you, right? Like they're going to find out that energy. Exactly. And so I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, and then, yeah, I think a lot of it is a lot of the strategy and kind of the games are like a way to masquerade having high self-worth when you actually don't have high self-worth. So I think the reason that, you know, they say, oh, don't text them back, like act busy is because a person with high self-worth probably isn't like getting super stressed out about the person that they went on a first date with not texting them back because they have a full life. They're like, it is what it is. If they like me, they like me. If not, it's fine. So I think it's kind of these strategies and these games are trying to like create a false sense of that, of that self-worth of like not caring, you know, when it's like that can't really be faked. It's like you have to actually feel that way. So yeah, that's I really like that take, too. So I like (laughs) all of these different takes on things, because even that makes me feel like a softer landing on being myself. Mm hmm. And being okay with, yeah, I actually have a really great life. It's that whole, if you're going to date me, you need to add to my life, not make me love my life, right? Yeah. And so if I already have this full life where I get to do fun things and date myself, a one first date can just be fun. Yeah. And I'm a big believer. I mean, I'm not an expert in dating. I didn't date for a long time before I found the man that I love and I'm with. If it's not fun, you need to do some different things because it was fun for me. I met great people. Was I interested in all of them? No, but I still took from the experiences and had fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I wish that dating was more fun for me. I think I definitely struggled (laughs) through it a lot. But I will say that it taught me more than anything else in my life. Like it was kind of my gauntlet that it's like, this is the way that I'm going to experience personal growth that I'm going to (laughs) become, you know, it's like now I, I I give dating advice and it's my passion and I wouldn't be doing this had I not gone through that gauntlet of frustrating experiences. So I think there, I always look at it as a positive, like even if you are exasperated and you hate dating and you're, you get rejected and ghosted and you're crying. Like I got all of those things, but you come out in the end and you're like such a stronger, more resilient, more you person. And it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I love this. Okay. (laughs) I know you're the dating, but you're also the relationship. I I shouldn't say expert. I'm going to say expert. Um, So tell me how this can transfer. Okay. So we found someone that we partnered with we're in love mm-hmm. and we are still dealing with, if they wanted to, <laughs> they would, even when we're in something that we're saying is consistent and long-term. Yeah. So, I mean, I will admit I've been in a partnership for almost two years, so I'm not like, I can't speak to like 20 year <laughs> marriages or anything. A lot of people are commenting on my reel about like, well, what about after 15 years of marriage? And I'm like, I, I cannot comment on that. So just a disclaimer. I can, but... I'll come, I'll comment after you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So I think while you're in a relationship, it's, it's kind of, I see it as a similar way of sort of observing who they are as a person and what their values are and seeing 
how they line up with yours. Like, and, you know, for me, I think part of my process of being in an early relationship was like really surfacing a lot of those things early, like asking about things like, you know, how do you, what do you think about parent relationships and how involved do you want our parents to be with our future children? And what are your thoughts on finances and kind of all of those things? Like I really believe in surfacing those like, you know, kind of taboo topics really early on because like that's compatibility. And I, I know that, you know, uh, money and kids, I think are like the two reasons why people divorce, or I've heard that before. So, um, I just think that in general, like, it's so important to kind of get those things out early and then like always be open to, you know, if, if it's, if you were aligned at one point and then you both start diverging, like it's okay that you're not, that you're not compatible anymore. Like you are allowed to break up. That's kind of always how I try to think about it again. Like hopefully that doesn't happen, but those are my thoughts currently being two years in. (laughs) Yeah. We're two years in as well. So oh nice. We're right on track. Yeah. Uh, and I'm still finding there's a lot of things what you know, you go from situ- I went from a situationship <laughs> to now we're choosing to be in a relationship and define okay. it. Mm-hmm. Um I did not like the situationship. Yeah, no. It's funny. It's so <laughs> funny. I hate those things. Anyways, I did it. It was awesome. <laughs> and um I'm still learning. We are still learning what we are okay with and not okay with as we stumble through. And it's that I, if they wanted to, they would. And to really, I mean, we were in therapy this morning and to hear like, here's a situation and here's how I interpreted and here's how he interpreted. It's Mm -hmm. wildly different. Yeah. our traumas, our history, how we see the world, how we, how how we're living in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And the things we're leaving out of like, here's my stress at work. And here's my stress at home. Like we're, we're, we get to these points where I feel neglected here. And if you wanted to, you would, oh, I need to actually also take into account over here. And it's, so I think for me in a relationship, now that I'm here, Yes. If they wanted to, they would, but I also need some curiosity. Mm -hmm. I've chosen this person. I know their behavior and I know they're probably not trying to hurt me. Yeah. Yes. We're we're a team, Mm -hmm. right? And I, I did go from a marriage where I wasn't always a team. It was like, when we argued, it was like, we are opponents Mm. instead of we have a problem and we should work on it together as a team. Yeah. I was going to bring up the team thing. Exactly. Cause that's, that's how I feel. And I think for me, like the wanting to in a relationship just has to be like, we both want to work through this together. And like, as long as both people are aligned on that part, you know, working on things together and then working on yourself for the benefit of the relationship, like both partners working on themselves like that, I feel like is what creates, you know, continued compatibility, at least in my mind. (laughs) <laughs> and the, just the, the coolest for me, the experience, I went to therapy with my former husband, but today when I went to therapy, it was my therapy appointment. And I just asked my boyfriend, Hey, will you come with me mm. to therapy this morning? So we can just discuss the rough weekend that we had in co-parenting and parenting, all the things. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, when we left therapy, he said, if you ever want me to come to therapy for us, 
or me, like always ask. Mm -hmm. And that is such a different feeling than dragging a partner or telling you need to go to therapy. Like it's just, yeah, yeah, it's just a different vibe. So if they wanted to, they would. It's true. (laughs) No, it can be true in some aspects, but I think that the kind of like pop culture way of using it, I'm like, it's too reductive. It's too rich. It's rigid. Like you said. Yeah. And so the flowiness of it for me, I have a very black and white and rigid brain that I was programmed with. I have OCPD. (laughs) And so to undo all that, the freedom for me, and that's probably why your work speaks to me is there's freedom in it. Mm-hmm. You're seeing like, Hey, you don't have to do it this way. It doesn't like you're still, it's that it's choosing to empower and to not betray ourselves in order to be loved. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And when both people in partnership are doing that together, it's so beautiful. It's like, I, it's like, I am able when my partner and I clash, it's like, we are able to still kind of see each other and each other's needs while also not betraying ourselves. Cause that was, that was a big issue for me in past relationships is like either I would steamroll over their needs or they would steamroll over my needs. But it's like when you can kind of have that healthy conflict of like, okay, well I'm over here, I'm going to protect me, but I'm also going to see you like that is just like, it, it feels like such an opening. It's like, we can, we can solve this together. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And I hope that all those out there are finding that you choose you, you know, your value system, you find alignment and you can move forward together and grow together. And growing to me does not mean like you don't have to be in therapy. You don't have to be doing those things. It's growth in the, in life. Mm-hmm. And we all choose to do it in different ways, but yeah, I'm one of my core values is growth. And so I definitely need a partner who's willing to do different things and think differently so yes, thank you. Uh, Lauren, uh, thank you for this. Is there any last words or I would love to have our audience know where to find you and what you offer? Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any last words. I kind of think I already said it this whole like with dating advice in general, like never feel like you need to follow some rigid strategy to like get the man or that you need to, you know, that if you break a rule or if you're not feminine enough or whatever is the like latest strategy, like don't, you don't need to follow it. Take what you like and leave the rest. (laughs) Um, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And where to find me? I think my, the main place would be my Instagram account. Um, It's called looking for something serious, which is also the title of the recent book that I wrote. Uh, It's called looking for something serious um, by Lauren Josephine. That is Josephine's my middle name, but it's uh, kind of the moniker I go by now. So yeah, Instagram is the best place to find me. I have a few offerings on there that you can check out. So yeah. Great. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your experience and wisdom. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was a great conversation. Thank you for taking the time to be here with me, whether I was with you doing your dishes, shopping at Target, or driving in your car. If you found even a nugget in this episode, will you please take 30 seconds and just click on the link below and leave me a review over on iTunes or Spotify? You can also share this episode on social media or just shoot me a message on Instagram and tell me what you thought.